Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. The long-awaited and I'm sure much-anticipated sequel to Twins adds its third brother. Disney is rebooting an 80s kid sci-fi movie, whilst Warner Brothers is remaking a classic 90s romance film. League of Super Pets has its Lex Luthor, and two of the Lost Boys have been found. In TV news, the Batman gets another HBO spin-off, She-Ra goes live action, and Lara Croft heads to Netflix. Uh, But before all of that, as always, or at least most of the time anyway, we'll start with trailer talk. And first up, now this was... This was not long after we last recorded our movie show. I can't remember exactly how many days it was. The Matrix Resurrections. We've got our our first look trailer. I think it's was this called the it was a teaser, wasn't it? But you know what? It's it's long enough to essentially be its own trailer. We've covered that on the show a few times already now. A teaser used to be that. It used to just be a yeah. teaser. Now a teaser is just the first trailer. <laughs> Some teasers are like two and a half minutes. But they did a really fun thing. Before putting out the trailer, you'd go to the website and there was these short, like 20, 30 second clips and you get glimpses of what this film was going to be. And then a couple of days later to put out a full trailer. Apparently, they did something similar years ago, back in 99. With the first movie. Well, I think in the, with the first movie, there was it was sort of like, um, yeah, sort of like viral marketing sort of for it. I just because I, I guess you know just because it is sort of in line with like internet computer stuff. But anyway, this trailer, um, Keanu Reeves is in the bathtub. Uh, he returns as Neo. <laughs> yeah, and he's sat in the bathtub <laughs> with a duck on his head. Uh, yes. Weird place to start. But okay, yes. Um, you know, he's sporting his beard. He looks very much like John Wick in this. Not very Neo-like at all. But um, yeah, you know, he's back. Trinity's back. Morpheus is a little bit different. You know, <laughs> all stuff that we knew. Yeah, yeah. All stuff that we knew. Um, well, although that guy that. does. Yeah, no, no, no. Like you're saying Morpheus. stuff we knew. It wasn't made official that we've got a new Morpheus until the day after the trailer dropped. Nothing had been made official up until that I point. thought, but we've, we've talked about it, though, haven't we? That... Speculated, like most. Um, but right. Candyman oh, it was like... is Morpheus, essentially. Is that who that guy is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you even mentioned that when we talked, Candyman. Anyway, for me, like, I just watched him. I mean, I was, I was kind of excited. Like that we were getting this, like when the trailer was sort of, you know, like we were, the YouTube, page, you know, there, there was things saying, you know, like, oh, coming tomorrow, you know, like the, the trailer. I'm like, all right, cool. I can prepare myself. It's not just going to come out of the blue. I kind of got excited up until that point. I wasn't that stoked. You meant the first Matrix, masterpiece, amazing, fantastic. The sequels, you know, there's some cool bits to them and, and stuff, but overall, the two of them, they're, they're, especially that third one, you know, not much of it. And the Wachowskis, they haven't really done anything that amazing since. 
Speed Racer, anyone? That Channing Tatum movie with the moon boots? I can't remember what it's called. Jupiter Ascending. Was that it? Yeah, um, that's it. And with this one, only one half of the Wachowskis is is back. So, I mean, I was, you know, I had reservations. Then the trailer landed and I watched it. I, I It's... It felt really weird to me. It felt very glossy and shiny and brand new. And I get it. It's a modern, it's a, it's a, it's a much more modern film. But I think all those little elements in that first movie of, you know, like when they were in the matrix, there's sort of like that green tint to things and stuff like that, you know, that sort of grit to it. I feel like that wasn't here. The story that this trailer is sort of presenting to us is what the movie is going to be, you know, like, Oh, you know, like, Neo wakes up and he's got no memory or knowledge of the matrix and, you know, he meets Trinity and there's some sort of connection there. I feel like we're getting, it's the same story. I, I, and then you get to the action and the visuals and I'm like, it's cool, but you know, like all these very matrixy type stuff, which again was very cool in 1999, how many action movies have sort of came because of that, well, I feel like there was nothing new with the action. I don't know. Do you have a different take? <laughs> well, like you and most people, I love the first Matrix film. It was let down by those sequels. And this movie looks like it's telling the same story as the first one. So is that a good or bad thing? Looks like it's telling the same story as that first one. Neo is going to get him unhooked and learn that he's the one again. I'm sure there's going to be more to it. A young Morpheus. But it looks like they're leaning into what people liked about that first movie. And do you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it being more in line with that first movie. I love that first movie. You mentioned Keanu Reeves looks like John Wick. I agree. I'd rather him look like John Wick than Ted from Bill and Ted. (laughs) We don't want clean-shaven Keanu. I like that. That's a good point. That's a good point. And that wasn't a negative, by the way. His beard. (laughs) He sports a good beard. He looks looks good. I like that they've not gone to recreate Neo or what Keanu Reeves looked like in those first three movies. I'm sure at some point... Now we will get is in between John Wick movies. They're just gonna go with the John Wick look. At least they're not like, hey, let's uh let's CGI out that beard and stuff. <laughs> I mean But I, I'm into it and I've heard some criticisms and then I've spoken to friends of mine and you know pros and cons on this trailer, but the consensus seems to be everybody's gonna watch it. Myself included. <laughs> I think, yeah, but like when it comes to you and I, when, it, when it's like, are we going to watch it? Like, well, you're like, yes, we're going to watch it. But it's still like, are we excited? Yes or no? It sounds like you seem a bit more keen than me. I don't know. I feel like this movie didn't sell itself to me. It didn't get me because I'm like, okay, what's the hook? Why? Like, I'm sitting here thinking, no, oh, why do we need another Matrix movie? Okay, because. This time it's going to be the same as that first one. Good, but also if it's the same, I'm still asking why. Like, 
why, why should I go out and watch this movie besides I'm going to watch it just so we can talk about it? That's, you know, when it comes down to just me watching and enjoying a film, why? Like, I don't know. This trailer didn't do anything for me but it's, with that. I mean, keep in mind, it's a teaser. <laughs> it's up for That's the trailer. That's true. That's and true. I, well, I'll, I'll, again, I, that just means I, I'm at the point where a second trailer they can win me over. They, they I feel like, time. okay. <laughs> what I'm getting from this trailer is that they're looking to give us more of what we liked in that first movie. I don't need to see any more trailers. I don't want to know anything else but about know, even. Even then, I'm like, story-wise, the same. But I mean, again, like, there's that, that aesthetic look doesn't look like that first movie, and maybe that's just because. It's daytime. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Every, there's just so much to that first movie, just the way it looked, the design of things and visually that, I don't know, it just looks cold and like this. No, cold's not the right description, but it's just, I don't know, just clean and bright. It's like the Matrix is now like the, the servers are now like in super duper, like 8K digital effects or something i don't know they would be like the world would be improved it would it would like look the better. machines have the machines have like created better rendering or something I mean, <laughs> so even like the world looks better those, those first matrix films you know we find out that the you know the machines are trying to reset everything and they've done it multiple times before so now we're getting to a point they've been doing it if we don't even know how many times the world's been reset but again that's true. I wasn't blown away by the trailer. It was good seeing that world again. I'm, I'm going to watch that new movie. But like you, I'm probably, I'm, I'm more into the idea of it more than I was before. But yes, there was nothing like mind-blowing about that trailer. But it's more Matrix. There's been three films. We don't need to count the Animatrix. There's been three live-action films. <laughs> One of them was excellent. Two of them were just... Not that great. I guess, like you said, like if this is to be treated as a teaser trailer, it very much is like kind of like an announcement to the world is like, hey, this is the Matrix Resurrections. It's coming. Here's a bit of a taste. And we'll see what happens next. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. We got the first Hawkeye trailer, which, um, well, it reveals a, a Marvel Christmas adventure. We're getting a, and it, mate, it feels this. This trailer is selling this like a like a like an action comedy Christmas caper. Yeah, like definitely. Die Hard meets Home Alone, like those vibes. I'm here for it. I, I'm honestly, I, <laughs> I I've been praising Jamie Renner as Hawkeye since Age of Ultron, and I'm. Honestly, this looks fun. I read the comic from a few years ago, written by Matt Fraction, illustrated by David Archer. Fantastic. And they look to be taking a lot of elements from that run, including him, Kate Bishop, the new Hawkeye, Pizza Dog, he's in there. There's the bad guys in tracksuits. That's all from that comic run. I definitely have some follow-up questions on Pizza Dog there. But um, I'll say that for another time. <laughs> uh, what I gotta say, these these Disney Plus shows, and much like the movies, I mean, so far 
three for three. Not counting the what if, but um, three for three. Like one division was nothing like Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was nothing like Loki, which seems nothing like this Hawkeye show. They are doing well with keeping things fresh, different. This isn't what I expected from um, a first taste of of this Hawkeye show, but you know, it pulled me in. It's like, it seems to hit that sort of you know that, that comedic tone that. That Marvel likes to to you know play with, and I'm and I'm sure there will be some darker elements. I, I have I guess one negative because I, I feel like I'm on a negative um, having a negative run today. You know where we last last left the Hawkeye character. You know he spent five years pretty much murdering you know like criminals in the underworld and stuff like that. You know after the loss of his family, you know being snapped away. Um, although his family are back, which is fantastic, happy days for him. You know, he's, he lost his best friend. He, he basically had to witness her sacrifice herself. It doesn't seem like he's in that dark of a place anymore or anything. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it just seems weird to be like where we last left him to, hey, happy-go-lucky, it's Christmas. Let's have a good time. <laughs> like, the thing is, though, I mean? this is the first trailer not the first episode. I'm oh, sure there's going to be... You've got me there. Got me there. They show a clip of him as Ronan from Endgame. And I've got to think, maybe, you know, as well as spending time with his kids, that the new Hawkeye could be a big part of why he's in a better place. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It's just a it's just a minor negative sort of just feeling I had just watching this being like, oh, this is a bit, it just seems a bit out of place, just all this very positive, um, happy energy. But I guess you're right, like we will hopefully see, this, I, maybe the, the whole plot will be him overcoming, I guess, all of those things. And I'm sure they'll address, you know, the, the death of Black Widow and, and all that in it. So we'll see how we go. But yeah, you know, like I said, overall, I guess, am I more pumped or excited to, to watch this? I mean, I maybe, maybe. I yeah, don't know how, I, how excited I really was for Hawkeye. It's, it, it was a weird one. I was interested. I'm definitely more, more excited now after seeing this yeah. trailer. It plays like a Shane Black movie, whether it's because it's Christmas, <laughs> action comedy, maybe it's those two things. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. More, any more connections to Iron Man 3 and I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. But anyway, we get Hawkeye coming, um, obviously, to Disney Plus November 24th. Very exciting. And our last trailer that we're just going to talk about here, Aquaman, King of Atlantis. This is um, an upcoming three-part animated miniseries event from Aquaman director James Wan. Um, not only a, a new trailer, but we also got a premiere date, October 14th on HBO Max. Do you want to talk about this? It looks bonkers. Apparently it was announced a while ago, but I completely missed the announcement. This Aquaman does not look like Jason Momoa. They're doing something different here, purely played for laughs. It looks very in line with a lot of the quirky animated series you get on Cartoon Network. But just having James Wan attached, maybe just as a producer, but still having his name on there is pretty cool for the show. But I'll, I'll watch it. And again, it's like a full season. It's a three-part miniseries. We don't know here in Australia where we're going to get it. 
HBO Max tends to go to Foxtel or Binge. So we'll just have to wait and see. But it just looks fun. Harmless fun. And we've had Aquaman played for laughs in the past. This doesn't quite look like Joe DiMaggio when he voiced Aquaman on Batman Brave and the Bold. <laughs> but it seems to be more of a goofy take than what we got from Momoa on the big screen. It, I was just getting... Uh, I just got like Teen Titans go. So like if it was going to fit into any sort of realm within the DC animated stuff... It would it would be that it's um you know the characters are you know cutesy looking they're almost pint size a little bit a little bit silly a little bit goofy it seems okay it didn't do anything to get me to like I said I'm on a bit of a negative run today but um it didn't do anything to get me too excited but yeah sure I'll check it out especially three parts all right cool I'll devote however long it takes me to watch this an hour. 90 minutes all up or whatever it is. I don't know. See, it's interesting that they point it out as a three-part miniseries because it could have just been an animated movie. Well, they chose to Endless, do it this way. But the three parts might be very distinct standalone stories. That's true. One another like it. So, so maybe it does work better as a three-part thing. Either way, um, I'm, always, I'm always happy for more DC content. And of we course, get a lot more than we used to do. A lot, lot more, but still, an Aquaman animated series. Bring it on! As long as you can keep up, you're doing okay. All right, we'll move on to movie news then. And what a weird place to start! Let's talk about twins too, or as it's known, like triplets. <laughs> Is there no Marvel DC news? Nothing, nothing that we usually start with. Well, there's a quick, brief DC news story. But it didn't feel like a show opener, so I've relegated sure. later in the show. We'll start with, sure, as you were then, as you were. <laughs> the twin sequel, Triplets, brings Tracy Morgan into the family as the long-lost brother of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. 33 years after the original, the film starts shooting January 2022. This is a film we've heard about for, I mean, I can't even remember how many years. And all those years, Eddie Murphy was said to be the third brother. Yeah, Here we are, yeah. all these years later. It's not Eddie Murphy, is it? Tracy Morgan. It's, it's, it's I feel bad saying it. Okay, more negativity. I've got a really good lineup, but um, I just feel like from knowing that, you know, like what was, you know, things had been treatments were written and stuff, Eddie Murphy in mind, it was sort of always going to be Eddie Murphy to know that we're not going to get him now. And, you know, you slip Tracy Morgan in, in there and, you know, like when he's good, he's good. But even on his, Best, I mean, he's no Eddie Murphy. He's not. And Eddie Murphy's. He's had some stinkers in his career and moments where he hasn't quite been anywhere close to the best. But he's on. A, he's on a bit of a hot streak now, and I think I don't know. There's something amiss about. Or Maybe that's why. After all this time, yeah, he's, like he's. Maybe he's that's too why. Hot. He's too hot. Eddie's after too all busy. this time, we're finally getting this movie, and it's it's not going to be. Eddie Murphy, it's, it's something, I mean, something different. It's cool that we're getting Arnie and DeVito back, but Tracy Morgan, whether it's film, TV, 
kind of got one speed. <laughs> like that, I said, that's well, I was like, when he's good, he's good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's so it. That's so it. I feel like I've already seen what he's going to be like in this movie, unless he blows us away with something. But I mean, even if we take even a step back from you know not just the casting, but I mean the idea of, of this movie, this this triplets. I mean, I say we, you know, we've been waiting so many years. But I mean, let's be honest. Has anyone actually been waiting for this movie? Like, oh, hey, the, t- the I, sequel to I've been, I've been waiting. Like, in in the 90s, like, for me, because you had the big rivalry, didn't you, between Arnie and Stallone, and I always leaned more towards Arnie when I was younger, and I think a lot of that is to do with twins and kindergarten cop. Like, Arnie was making... It's his comedies. It's films, the comedies yeah. that he, that yeah, one, he could get to us. Films. So him as Julius, the idea that he'd come back and play that character again. I'd always been, you know, excited, get more of that. Him and DeVito was great together, more so in Twins than Junior. That's okay, I guess. Arnie with a baby. But Twins <laughs> is the one that I want to see more of. And, and I mean, maybe even a decade, Eddie Murphy was the third twin or the triplet, the third sibling. And now it's not. So I guess that's disappointing. And then people are like, okay, so it's not Eddie Murphy. Who is it going to be? Tracy Morgan. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's also, yeah. it's also weird because I, mean, I guess the idea originally was, you know, like triplets. So, you know, they meant to be the same age then. But I think from what we found out with this, it's, a, it's going to be more so a long lost brother, but not a triplet as such, just a brother, but I guess just for commercial reasons, they call in the movie triplets. Oh, it sense, but it's work. actually not going to be. Unless there's, unless there's some sort of... I'm out. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a there's a sci-fi element, you know, to that original movie, you know, like with the gene, almost like the gene splicing, all the good genes went to Arnie, all the shit genes went to Danny DeVito. Maybe, I don't know, part of the embryo was stored somewhere. Look, I don't know how, you know, like all that stuff really works, but surely sci-fi magic, whatever. You can bring back dinosaurs. You can create a third triplet 33 years later. You're right. Almost that it would have been 33 years Because that was the maybe thing, like, wasn't it? It was supposed it was 10, to be... 15 years later. Yeah. It was supposed to be one perfect specimen. And then... Yeah, but they had to yeah. put the... So... Then I don't know. Yeah, did they? So it's got something to, be another, to do with another experiment. Sure, but I mean Tracy Morgan is is I mean he's got to be years younger than the uh, the other two. Oh, easy, of course he is. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. there's got to be some years. sort of twenty years at least. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know how that in- integrates into that whole plot, or if it, if, it, if they're ever going to remember any of that, and they're just going to be like, "Oh yeah, the the woman who actually you know offered you know where you guys came from, she just had a son, and here he is." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And then maybe that's it. Not really that exciting. I mean, I feel slightly <laughs> deflated after this conversation <laughs> to be honest <laughs> yes my negativity is rub it off <laughs> we'll move on then we'll move on then <laughs> i still want to see it we'll review it i'm sure give me a trailer and i'll bag it i'll bag it out that i'll still watch it 
All right. Um, Disney is rebooting the 80s kids sci-fi movie, Flight of the Navigator, with a female lead. Just to be different. Um, but we've got Bryce Dallas Howard set to direct and produce. This was a film that I used to watch growing up. Didn't necessarily like it too much. It always seemed the lesser movie. Flight of the Navigator was not E.T. That would seem to be like the gold standard. And this was just another movie. I guess, in fact, you know what? I guess I liked it enough when I used to watch it. But I've never had any plans to go back and revisit it. But now the it was always it was always that movie that was like like at the video store, like you'd see the cover and you'd feel like, that looks fun. That looks fun. And then for years I like never I was like, nah, like it looks fun, but like I'll never, I'll never get it out. And then one day I watched it and I was like, lucky, I was like, that's all right. <laughs> like, that is interesting. Like, this is me as a kid kind of thing. As a kid, I was like, oh, that's all right. As a kid like, I, on a spaceship. Yeah, I I more so remember my feelings of the movie and not so much actually what I did like, yeah. I remember there's a spaceship. That's it. And as a kid. That's that's all I remember. I just remember being like underwhelmed by it and not overly excited. Um, so yeah, a new one, sure. Maybe a spaceship <laughs> would be better. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that movie, the original, was a 20th Century Fox movie. This is going to be 20th Century Studios, I believe, or it's definitely going to be a Disney Plus film. No, I think um, no. Flood Navigator was Disney. No, I don't think that's true. Pretty sure it's Fox. The theatrical poster, which I've just Googled, says Walt Disney. Really? Pictures presents. What do I know? Not who made Flight of the Navigator, obviously. Mm, I always thought it was Fox. Oh, do you know what? Distributed by Buena Vista. Still not Fox, but that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's Disney. That is Disney. But... Oh, no, that is Disney. Yeah, no, I was... Oh, I was... Okay. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it's Disney. It's Disney. I might just remove this whole news story from the edit. Anyway, moving on to <laughs> Bodyguard. We're getting a remake of the iconic Whitney Houston film. It's in the work at Warner Brothers. And it definitely is at Warner Brothers, I checked. Okay, sure. Wasn't it? Secretly a Disney movie that you... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston, they're remaking that movie. I've seen it. I remember what it's about. <laughs> I remember the end of the movie. <laughs> That's the whole thing, isn't it? The poster as well. <laughs> it picks them up. They... Is that actually on the... That's the poster, yeah? That's actually on That's the poster. That's the poster. And they... That's the it's... end of the movie. They spoofed it as well for the Hitman's Bodyguard, Sam Jackson, Brian Reynolds. But anyway, they're remaking that film. So at the time, Whitney Houston, singer, superstar. I wonder who they're going to get. Do you reckon they'll go the same, like, hey, let's get a singer, superstar in that role, or will they just cast someone? If, if not, what's the <laughs> point? I mean, the point with the first one is they got Whitney Houston. Right, yeah. But uh, marketing sort of thing. I mean, they must, have some, they must have somebody in mind, surely. 
Yeah, I, I, I imagine they'd be going into this being like, this is going to be a vehicle for this star. I'd probably be like Zendaya or something. I don't know. She's just been in a Warner Brothers movie. It's happening. She's doing a few things with them. Space Jam, Dune. Yeah, it's probably, I'd, it's probably Zendaya. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> we know she can sing. I did, I did see yeah, well, it online. It, I did see online. Yeah, um... <laughs> You know the the singer Lizzo. I mean, if uh, I'm honest, I, I know of Lizzo, I guess I couldn't name one of her tracks. One of her tracks. One of her songs. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't name. But anyway, she basically said that she'd like to star alongside Chris Evans in a remake of The Bodyguard. Oh sure, yeah. I would. I would also like to star alongside Chris Evans in the remake of The Bodyguard. But you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what though? I think with Zendaya, you could write although. Too young, you reckon? That's too. I was going to say too young. I mean, no, oh, I don't know. Admittedly, I just rewatched Far From Home, which is playing a high schooler in that, and she looks a lot younger than she is. But no, she's too young. Nah, it can't be Zendaya. They'll have to wait. I don't know why I'm protective over the bodyguard all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would invested. just love it if, in like, let's say six months' time, we're like, we have casting news for the bodyguard. Zendaya is. Is taking on the Whitney Houston role. I'll just be like, you dig up this episode. I mean, I've already been wrong on this episode with Faisal Navigator. So, what's one more? All right. Keegan Michael Key joins Timothy Chalamet in the Willy Wonka origin film. So, he'll be a character. Shall we sit here and speculate who he'll be (laughs) and whether Zendaya will be joining the cast in any, any form? All I've got to say about this, I've gone from being not interested to being more interested because Keegan's in it. Yeah. I mean, okay, sure. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, this is an origin story. I don't know enough about Wonka other than the Chocolate Factory. I don't know who Keegan Well, yeah, and I don't know. Like... It really depends on what is the origin story going to be looking at, where is Wonka going to be going and doing and interacting with. Will Keegan play all of the Oompa Loompas, maybe? I don't know. That would be oh, weird. Could it be done? I hope not. <laughs> I would lose interest quickly if that's what it was going to be. So, so just one just one Keegan is good, but like 50 that's Keegan all you need. is great. No good. <laughs> he's a, he's a tall guy. We don't need him as an umpa lumper. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good Or do we? No, look, he, he literally could be anyone. Could be anyone, any character we've never even heard of before. I'm sure, because it's taking place before anything that we're familiar with. I mean, we should say one curse from the director, Paul King, director Paddington 1 and 2. Great movies. Who knows? That's, that's promising. Things are coming together. Who's doing? Hey, it's time for that DC story. Yes. Mark yeah, you're Marvin. Right, this isn't. <laughs> Mark Marvin is set to play Lex Luthor in League of Super Pets. Right. I mean, that's the story. I, I mean, I guess it was more interesting when we talked about it last time. Dwayne Johnson had been <laughs> cast as Crypto, the Superdog. Kevin Hart as Ace, the Bat Hound. But well, they're just filling out the cast. 
and it's Mark Marin who did appear in Joker, but outside of that has been quite critical of comic book movies. And on the back of that, he's playing animated Lex Luthor in a crypto movie. So there we go. So, so you almost want to be like, yeah, screw this guy. <laughs> no, but good for him. Good for him. See, so yeah, like he's, is it more of his stand-up that he's known for or all his other extracurricular activities that he... Well, it's more stand-up, isn't it? It's, well, it's interesting because you know he was a successful stand-up comedian, but he was referred to by other comedians as a comedian's comedian. How he seemed to be more popular with other comics than he would with like a wider audience. But he'd been doing it for a while, but it wasn't until he started his WTF podcast that he started getting really known again. And then, of course, he was in Glow, which was a fantastic show. And then now, Lex Luthor. All right, let's see see how it all goes. Owen Wilson and Rosario Dawson are joining the cast of director Justin Simeon's Haunted Mansion movie. And this is another Disney movie. We've already had a Haunted Mansion film, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, well, we've had a few. We've had a couple of Haunted Mansion movies, haven't we? Like, surely there was... Wasn't that a remake? Oh, I thought, or was it just was based on the... pretty sure that was the first one based on the theme park ride. Oh, okay, right. So any other Haunted Mansion things were unrelated. So this is another Disney remake based on a ride movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Disney knows what they're doing, I guess. They're just <laughs> much of the same. But Disney, but hey, look, like, if Disney, you know, like when in doubt, just release it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> every pitch meeting that they've had recently <laughs> is just like okay look we might be taking a bit of a risk on this movie but look if it, if it doesn't look like it's going to do very good at the box office Disney Plus fantastic we'll, we'll bump subscribers it'll be fantastic look we, we recently got Owen Wilson once again um, you know blessing our screens in uh, what was it called Loki <laughs> what, was it, what was it called it was in that um I'm glad to see that he's got something lined up to be potentially on the big screen again in a movie. Me too. And Rosario Dawson's always, oh. always good, good fun. So, oh, always. But interestingly, to both of those two, Disney Plus TV shows, Rosario Mandalorian and Wilson, as you say, Loki. Oh, true. Yeah. That's yeah. it. All very in house. Has Rosario Dawson done much film? Oh, yeah, she's done heaps. Yeah. And she's, Besides, she's going to be Becky again in Clerks 3. Yeah. That was kind of the only movie movies I was thinking of. I feel like you're putting me on the spot. Was she not in Zookeeper with Kevin James? I think she was in that. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I can't confirm that, but sure. She's done. done. But I'm not going to. She's done lots of stuff. She's done stuff, right? She's done she's, stuff. Okay, good. She's done stuff. Who's Batgirl? What's your voice, Batgirl? That's a good Lego point. Batgirl. Barbara Gordon in that movie. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Warner Brothers has cast A Quiet Place as Noah Dupe and its star Jaden Martell in its upcoming reboot of The Lost Boys. Cool, cool. So uh, Noah Dupe, obviously the son in A Quiet Place. Not too many characters in there, so easy to work out. Um, and Jaden Martell, he played 
um, I can't remember the character's name, but it was basically the was it was it Bill? I don't know the main like the main kid. That's right. It was Bill. Georgie's brother, the tall, lanky one with the lisp. Not with the lisp, with the stutter. That's right. So he was Bill. I mean, yes, that's so we've established that's who these two young actors are. <laughs> In case you're wondering. I didn't know this was going to be a thing because for the longest time, the CW had been trying to develop it as a TV series. I'm pretty sure they even shot a pilot and scrapped it and wanted to start right. again. But now so film. they're rebooting it. We're going to get another film. I watched the original Lost Boys again recently. Still holds up. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Such a good movie. And then there's those terrible sequels of Corey Feldman where he returns to the role. <laughs> well, that first Lost Boys movie is just so good. And director Joel Schumacher brought so much to that film. I mean, I'm curious but I feel like Lost Boys has been done really well. I don't know if we need another. But as we've said before on the show, that reboot, remake, it's not necessarily for us. Yeah, and like, I, I, say it, I say it all the time. Like, you know, if anything, if it, gets, if it gets newer audiences revisiting those um, older movies, those classics, then... Um, all good so i think it's not going to do any damage but i guess looking at it it's it's always the case of why why do you need to remake or redo or take another shot at especially if it's not a continuation of of a movie that was already so good you know if it was like yeah we did the lost boys but it was you know it could have been done better it wasn't quite exactly you know like what it could have been the premise was good but didn't really execute well let's Give another crack. Cool. Perfect. That makes sense. It seems no need. But, you know, yeah. And like you, I was, I, I didn't want to question it because usually when I question these news stories, you're always like, no, we've talked about this. Um, but yeah, like you, I was like, I don't remember this being a movie uh, or being announced as a movie. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that again, like until. TV this, show, wasn't it? It was a TV show. Mm, weird. Um, but these two, these two kids, you know, like, you just know the like the cast of it, and a, there's a lot of young um, young actors and stuff these days where it's just like you know they're gonna go on to bigger things at some point. I mean, it was already still pretty big, but you just know there's more in their careers for them. So good for them. Um, and our last movie news story: Halloween Kills will now release simultaneously in theaters and on Peacock TV on October. 15th. How do you feel about this? I mean, I didn't see it coming, to be honest. When that first movie was a hit on the big screen and there's a lot of anticipation for the sequel. But day in, day in release, I mean, Peacock, we don't even have that here in Australia. So I don't know if we would even have it available to us. Like We've just got Paramount Plus. We're still waiting on HBO Max. So this might not even be available to... I mean, I watched the first one on the big screen and that's where I'll be watching the sequel as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird because you think even like the success of, you know, Shang-Chi sort of proves that movies can be, you know, somewhat successful theatrically, you know, like a, you know, amongst everything else going on in the world, people... Are flocking to cinemas where they can, when they can, 
for something they want to see. Like it can happen. Um, so on one hand, I'm like, I don't understand why a studio would say, oh, look, let's, let's pretty much cut our losses with this movie and use it for another purpose because we don't believe that it can make those box office dollars. It doesn't really make sense. But on, an, on the other hand, Peacock, I mean, yeah, we don't have it here, but obviously we can still look into how it's doing, how many subscribers they've got going you know, as, a, as a streaming service, as a, as a whole thing. Peacock isn't, they're in the game, but like they're, they're leagues behind, you know, obviously, obviously Netflix, Disney Plus is obviously doing really well. Even Paramount Plus has launched to way higher numbers than Peacock is is crafting. I understand why they're like, hey, we need something to put out so we can um, push this streaming service. But it's just like anything. It's almost like it's a sacrificial lamb. It's like, yep, let's not worry about box office dollars, which is where they are going to be making their money. And let's just put it on Peacock. Yeah. Whereas they could do, they could release it theatrically, get those box office dollars, let it simmer for a little bit, you know, a month or two, and then be like exclusively. It's on its theatrically run now exclusively on Peacock. Subscribe to Peacock, watch Halloween Kills. If you missed it in theaters or if you watched it and loved it, watch it again on, on Peacock. I don't know why it's, I don't know why it's yeah. so hard. Like, yeah, I mean, it does, people, it does yes. seem hard, but I think, I think you've nailed it. Uh, they, they need content. They need something. They need something. Yeah. You know, I did see that there's a new reboot of Paranormal Activity that I've not heard too much about. Is it called like Next of Kin? And it was oh, going to be know. theatrical, but now it's going to be going exclusively to Paramount Plus. We do have that streaming series here in Australia, but the trailer isn't available to be viewed in Australia. So I'm thinking maybe in the US, but not here. Because you trialed it, didn't you, Paramount? Um, I, yeah, actually, we've um, we've got it now. <laughs> oh, you've got it. Oh, we'll keep, keep yeah. on the cow then, because, yeah, Paranormal Activity comes out, I think, maybe even this month. So a new Paranormal Activity. Like, this isn't, this isn't a, a news story that we've got here, so... I, I've done I put no effort into looking at anything, but you reckon uh October 29th. So what's uh, it called? Next of Kin. Next of Kin. Like Paranormal Activity Next of Kin or yep. and it is a reboot. Oh wow, there we go. It's a brand new thing. There's a trailer that you can see and it's exclusively Paramount Plus. But if you go to look on any channels from Australia, it doesn't load the content. Right. Okay. So it could just be US. There you go. Bonus news story. That wasn't planned. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. It just says updated 19 hours ago. So who knows? Get on with the show and look at that later. Maybe. Sure. All right. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for movie news. Let's move on to. TV news. The Batman has another HBO Max spin-off series in the works. Penguin takes center stage in a Scarface-like show. So I'm assuming Colin Farrell? That's what I've heard as well. It's it's him. It's his Penguin character from the Batman, the upcoming Batman movie, or the upcoming The Batman movie. Because it has been said 
that the Penguin, although in it, very little screen time. <laughs> that does kind of clarify that a little bit. But I mean, sometimes when I think they would they say like six minutes or something. Sometimes when you see characters on screen, you add all the time up, and yeah, it is something like a very short amount of time, like six minutes. But it feels like they're in the movie a lot more, just because they pop up multiple times throughout the movie, just for a few seconds or you know a minute or so here. But maybe he is legitimately in like one scene that's six minutes long or, or a couple scenes that makes up six minutes. But either way, maybe that's why he's not going to be such a big presence in that movie because he's got something else sort of coming. But what was the other spinoff we had? It was a Gotham PD. Well, it's Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. Yeah, yeah. It's another Gotham show. How do you feel about these... Because, I mean, this this the Batman movie that's coming up. I mean, it seems to have a lot of stuff going for it in terms of, like, just the approach, the look. Um, you know, Robert Pattinson, his acting chops. Like, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he brings to this. But it's going to be a very, I guess, down-to-earth, real gritty, more so than, you know, the Nolan trilogy. When I say down-to-earth, like, really based in some sort of reality, I guess. So I'm, I'm very intrigued to what we're going to get. I just feel like suddenly it's like, hey, we're going to do a spin-off TV series. And maybe maybe days have gone where that's not a bad thing anymore. I mean, all the Disney Plus shows, Star Wars, Marvel, you know, they seem to be pulling things off and to the same, almost the same quality as the films. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, again, there's that negativity of, negativity of me but i just feel like the fact that oh we've got these spin-off ideas in line kind of seems to cheapen the movie but i don't know how yeah. do you feel do you reckon that's oh, out of left field i get what you're coming from thinking? i mean i guess tv is a good space to do world building but we've not even had that first film yet we've not seen robert pattinson <laughs> in a batman movie and already before the sequel, we're getting two spin-off shows. What if the movie is horrible? Like, what if it's like, wow, that was really bad? I'm I mean, sure it, it won't be. To, me too. What if? <laughs> it goes to show the confidence that Warner Brothers must have in Matt Reeves. Because mm. he's going to have some hand in all of this. This is his Batman universe. Yeah. But I gotta say, you know, like from the glimpses that we've seen of of Colin Farrell's penguin character, I mean, well, let's let's take a stab at maybe a six episode limited series or something. Why not? <laughs> like, why not build that character, get us really excited about it, and then maybe bring him back into like you know the second Batman film or something, and have him have him shine. I mean, um, these spin-off shows are essentially going to be Batman without Batman. Sounds a lot like the Sony Spider-Man movies, to be honest. <laughs> but on yeah, the small screen. At least it's all in-house under the same umbrella. So that's, I guess that's working. It's fine. Speaking of all things Batman, I guess, or Bat-related, we've got, um, we've got Batwheel. Ethan Hawke will voice... 
Batman in an animated preschool series titled Bat Wheels. Buckle up and put on your capes. <laughs> We're getting a Bat Wheels animated series. And I mentioned before Mark Marvin, who suddenly changed his tune a little bit, at least when it comes to job offers. Ethan Hawke is somebody else that had things to say about DC Marvel, and now he's going to appear in Moon Knight alongside Oscar Isaac, and now we're going to get the voice of him as Batman. Yeah, these 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 hypocrites again. Good for good for them, <laughs> making a paycheck, doing a job. Um, but look, maybe maybe they've just seen the light, or it might have been changed. It doesn't really matter. Um, but is this the is this the like the talking Batmobile show? Is it that is, what this yeah. is? Talking vehicles, yep. but there's also going to be some human characters. Obviously, right. Batman's so. going to be in it. But preschool <laughs> think spidey and his amazing friends so they're aiming really young with this one yeah so definitely not tied to the batman fantastic you know we've had our first look at marvel's hitmonkey series this is starring jason sadukas as hitmonkey the series premieres on November 17th on Hulu, of course, in the US. The last Marvel show to be on Hulu was Modoc. And I've still only seen the first couple of episodes on Disney Plus Star. Yeah. I think I, I, thought, I, either, got, I either got the three or four, and I was like, wow, I'm I did out. too. I'm out. I I'm did out. too. Still plan to go back. It's on my watch list. But I <laughs> thought Modoc was the last. Marvel TV show that wasn't Marvel Studios, but no, Hitmonkey still coming. I mean, like you look into what Hitmonkey in, and and you know, like no relation to Nightmonkey. That's not the <laughs> um, thing. I mean, this guy essentially looks like Hitman crossed with. I mean, he's a monkey. Like he's a baboon. I mean, that's literally what he is. It's the Hitman character, but as a monkey, he's got the suit, the tie. I first came across this character in Deadpool comics. So tonally, that's what we're going to get. I'm assuming it's going to be violent. Yeah, I think this isn't this isn't something that fits in. I think like the Marvel Studios banner. It doesn't as bonkers as the MCU can get and stuff like I, I don't think this is in line with what they want to do yeah this is like that that modok show it's going to just be a bit of silly fun probably pretty violent a bit more adult orientated there it is hulu we'll get it probably on star on our star portion of disney plus but you know in terms of uh, jason Tadekis, yeah all right yeah He's Why the not? only appealing thing <laughs> about it for me, I've got to say. Was that like a monkey thing? Appealing? Banana? It was not planned, but I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on. On that high note. Amazon Studios is developing She-Ra as a live-action series based on the characters from Mattel's Masters of the Universe franchise. 
So there we Shiva. go. Live action. action Shiva. We've had live action He Man before. That was good, I guess. Oh. And now... <laughs> okay, yeah. Is that what we're, we're going with? Good? Oh, there's things to yeah, like yeah, about the movie. You know, right. it's for the most part He Man and name only, but that's okay. Instead of being an attorney, he spends his time on Earth. But this is not that. This is going to be She Ra, and apparently has nothing to do with the Princess of Power animated series on. Netflix, this is completely disconnected to anything that's come before. There's so much Masters of the Universe stuff. How many, I mean, how many He-Man shows are on the run right now? Like, there's, oh, there's a couple on Netflix. Yeah. There's two. There's the Kevin yeah. Smith one where we show runner, Masters of the Universe Revelation, and the one that's just aired, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which is the kiddie one, and I've watched the first two episodes. Episode two, my kids left the room. I finished it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, yeah, there's a lot of Masters of the Universe stuff out there at the moment. And this is another one. And this one's live action. Like, it's... I know, I feel like they just need to... I mean, I'm sure they've got some sort of plan, but either that or they're just all sitting in a room and they're like, okay, what can we do? But that no one's actually talking to each other and they're all just... There's a group of people and they've all just gone off and they're just like, let's make this, let's make that without consulting one another. Because I don't know, you think you'd try and make some sort of, in a world where everything's shared continuity and shared universes and stuff, you'd think they'd be like, hey, let's try and build something here. But instead it's... It's, it's very like, different though, isn't it? As you say, this is Amazon, yeah. not Netflix. So it's outside of that deal. It's live action. You're not going to tie it into those animated shows. And there's two speeds with those other shows. One's aiming younger, and the other one is aiming for fans of the 80s cartoon as it's a continuation yeah. of that story. But, um, yeah, so there it is. <laughs> Back to Shira. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking oh, tonally, maybe Xena Warrior Princess, that kind of thing. <laughs> Good times. Good times, Xena. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery Season 4 premieres on November 18th. That's a new story in itself because we were waiting for the release date and we got it as part of Star Trek Day, which was also made up of a lot of other new stories. Awesome. So was this an announcement of Season 4 as well or was it literally just a date? It was a date. We knew it was coming, but no yeah. date had been confirmed. Cool stuff, good stuff. Um, I assume the, the next couple of stories are probably all from Star Trek Day, is that right? Or Star Trek Picard Season 2 debuts February 2022, and it's also been renewed for Season 3. And I'm sure you're very keen. Well, the thing is, as recent as last movie show, we were talking about how there's going to be third seasons, or there's going to be three seasons of Picard, and how Patrick Stewart's not getting any younger and all of that. Now, officially... They've said season three. But in the beginning, Patrick Stewart was talking about doing three seasons. So there we go. Now it's official. All right. So he's been set. I thought you want to say officially, Patrick Stewart is getting younger. <laughs> <laughs> and he's finally officially happened. not happening. <laughs> Celia Rose Gooding is a horror in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Now, this is big news. So we've seen the characters of Pike, Spock, previously on i think it was season two or was it season three of discovery i forget now i think it was season two that was kind of like they were setting up a backdoor pilot there 
and Strange New Worlds is going to be the crew before Kirk, but we're getting Cadet Ahura. So that's pretty oh, cadet. exciting. And there's apparently like a descendant or relative of Khan on the ship as well. Of course there is. <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of fun things happening with Strange New Worlds, and it seems to be like classic Star Trek. So you had that unaired pilot, the cage, before William Shatner was cast and everything else. And this show seems to be that like a continuation of the unaired pilot. You know, there's chapels in there. Yeah. Fun times. Mm. Lots of Captain Pike. That'd be kind of cool if they yeah, if they pull things from from that unaired pilot and just play with it and all that. But yeah, cool, cool. And you've you've heard my criticisms of um, I guess like what I call like new Star Trek. Any sort of attempt to go back and be more like the you know the original run of the show, I think, is what they need. They can have their fun and then do strange new things. Um, well, that's exactly, but, right. and that's what that show yeah. is going to be. I mean, Discovery, goes which is good, very different places, especially season three. But yeah, most of when yeah. I mean, there was that point. So there was a point where <laughs> Star Trek became you know it was action packed. It was this sci-fi space thing, whereas like guys just go back to when it was about but that was the movie about... the movies were more yeah, action packed yeah, yeah. because they had to be where it was on TV they can continue to tell smaller stories yeah it's like a, talk philosophy talk human talk the human condition it's more interesting so hopefully that, that does that anyway um, Matthew Fox where's he been well he'll be returning to TV in a the uh, new Peacock thriller last night this will be his first small screen role since since lost know nothing about this show other than that matthew fox is going to be in it do you have any other information to throw in there next paragraph i can edit that part out maybe i should maybe i should just read on maybe i should read on the series will follow thank you very much a family (laughs) you handed me a cue card um the series will follow (laughs) a family fighting to survive in a world that has been suddenly thrown into chaos there you go what are we we talking about a little bit some sort of apocalyptic event uh maybe a pandemic of sorts is that too real too soon um i don't know war a breakout of war (laughs) what is going on i mean i've got to be honest this uh, new show is a last minute edition and it's just knowing how much of a fan you are of lost i thought hey i appreciate that any any chance for me to just say lost out loud is always how many Um, how many years 11 how many years is it since the end of lost it's been 11 it's been 11 okay that was a yeah wrapped up 2010 may 2010 oh wow i remember it fondly i remember (laughs) matthew fox back on tv yeah, because he has been, he's been in a couple, I feel like there's only been a handful of movies that he's been in. Speed Racer, second time we've mentioned that. Second time i mentioned that. that That's... <laughs> <laughs> what else did he do? He was the bad guy in the Alex Cross movie, not with Morgan Freeman, but Tyler Perry. Right. He was in that, what was that movie where it was like, I can't remember, it was like a presidential like assassination or something. Vantage like Point. Different... Vantage point, yeah, <laughs> and it kept like flashing back like, to different, different vantage angles. points. Yep. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. 
Okay. Other than that, I'm like, where's he been? But um, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's done a, a bit more. But uh, yeah, good to have him back on TV, I guess. Maybe I'll check this out if we get it. Well, that's it. We don't have Peacock, so uh, who knows? Peacock. Phoebe Waller-Bridge has exited Amazon's Mr. and Mrs. Smith reboot series over creative differences with co-star Donald Glover. There we go. It was sounding pretty interesting, you know, those two reuniting. They were first worked together on Solo, a Star Wars story. It could have been interesting. That move was pretty fun, wasn't it? Jolie, Pitt, that was all right. I thought you were talking about Solo. I was like, God damn, no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I think yeah, I Mr. liked it more than you. But no, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that original movie, that was all right. Yeah, no, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was Curious fun. Yeah. to see where they're going to go now, though, because that was the big draw. Other than yeah. being a known property, those two stars coming together. I look like, if you're thinking of creative differences, if, if Donald Glover had some sort of creative has some sort of quite creative input i guess in, in what's going on i mean i want to think i have faith in him to pull something off he's a creative guy like, question for you know, though had... have you seen fleabag nope i mean there you go i had to think that's, i was like that's her big show yeah. she's done and you know she was the showrunner on the first season of killing eve and she right, okay. was brought in to work on No Time to Die, so you know she can she can hold oh, her own. Like, so you've got like I didn't mean to I didn't mean to take anything away from her creative side, but, but I, I mean I'm I not, just like, from what I'm familiar with. But that's what I'm saying. But to, to the point yeah. that they've got these two big personalities, and yeah, it's it's not gone the way they wanted it to go. Yes, it is not insane. Maybe they're both too creative. Maybe, but I thought <laughs> we. We've got the premise. It's the movie. If it's not going to be that, yeah. what's the point? How creative did so they want to get? Maybe, maybe they were both too creative and they were both going too wacky. Of, uh, and Amazon's like, hey, this is Just the movie. The goddamn. <laughs> too different. <laughs> Just make the show, damn it. Oh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. Um, only murders in the building has been renewed for season two at hulu have you checked this out this is this is on disney plus for us here in australia i was waiting for the show i was so excited to see the show big fan of steve martin martin short i was so looking forward to it and it is one of my weekly highlights wednesday night new episode of the show i am absolutely loving it everything about it I've seen it. I've seen it obviously pop up, and I've been because of that that exact reason. You know, like who's in it. I'm like, I've got to be check. I've got to check that out. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But um, I'm glad. Yeah, you you're on board. Oh, so, man, honestly, I love it. I think maybe hmm, four, five, thereabouts. Cool, cool. All right. It's, it's strong so far. It is yeah, excellent, yeah. and I'm assuming there's going to be a different murder, a different mystery each season, but I'm so glad we're getting more of it. But honestly, wife and I, Wednesday night, let's put it on. And it's like half an hour, and it's like it goes by so quickly. It is, it is excellent. And my, my concern going into it, I mentioned Martin and Shaw. They work together. 
they've toured together. They're very good friends in real life. I thought Selena Gomez would be like outside looking in and she'd just stick out. All three of them gel so well together. Oh man, it is it is excellent. I love it. I want to put as saying I love it. I'm gonna bump that up my list of priorities then. Um and I guess yeah, you'll have to probably see how season one ends to have any glimpse of what season two is gonna be, but I'm assuming everyone's back, right? Well at least whatever character everybody's back and again it's aren't involved in the murders <laughs> it's a murder mystery they're investigating something in season one so right. you know it's just going to be a different crime a different murder each season i'd imagine that's good Haley atwell will voice laura croft in netflix's tomb raider anime series <laughs> sure okay <laughs> i mean two bits of news here i mean we're getting a tomb raider anime series i know you're not a big anime fan i mean does the tomb raider aspect of it make you intrigued to check this out when, when we get it nope but i'm interested okay. in Haley atwell well, right, she, so the Hayley... she could have even made a decent live action one i know we've got elijah bakanda we're waiting on the sequel yeah you no know, there's i mean hatwell I like her. She's going to be a voice. I, Do you know, I think even because I had a question, and I think you answered why. I think you answered why. Because so my question was going to be like, why go to Haley Atwell and say, "Hey, let's like, do you want to voice Lara Croft?" And I, I think you just answered it because you're like, to you, the anime part isn't appealing to you. The Tomb Raider part isn't really that appealing to you. But Haley Atwell, you're like, okay, a, a new a new project for her. I'm going to check it out. Because the whole thing, I was like, you know, they've got a pretty good voice actress for Lara Croft in the current run of games that they've got. She's uh, she's one of the stars of Grey's Anatomy, uh, Camilla Luddington, I think her name is. I mean, in the games, like, she does a... Like, her performance is really good as, as the Lara Croft character, and especially if it's just voice work. I mean, she's a good... She's a fine actress in herself, but in terms of voice work, why not just go to her? But I guess that answered the question. Haley Atwell, appealing to people I, I mean she sounds very British fitting for Lara Croft big tick and <laughs> big tick in pop culture she's very well known as Agent Carter there you go I think that's why she's got the gig right. to be honest yeah. <laughs> but hey look there's a Tomb Raider anime coming so that's that's news to me all right, Gwendolyn Christie, um, some may know from Game of Thrones, um, has joined the cast of the Adams Family spin-off series Wednesday. She'll play Larissa Weems, the principal of Nevermore Academy, who still has an axe to grind with her former classmate, Catherine Zeta-Jones's Morticia Adams. There's been a lot more casting for this show as well, and it's pretty much just confirmed that Pugsley, Lurch, they're all going to be in it in some capacity, maybe a reduced capacity. It's going to be Wednesday's show, but we're going to see the rest of the Adams family. And it makes sense that it makes sense that they're in there. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going to be focused on her. But I mean, an addition of obviously Wednesday at school is going to be a big aspect. And obviously, you know, you've got, you've got this character playing the, the principal and, but there's also ties to a rivalry with, you know, the mother and, and all that. 
okay, I'm starting to, you know, the picture is sort of being painted of more of what this show is going to be like, but still very centric on, on Wednesday. Um, do you know this actress outside Game of Thrones? Well, I don't know Game of Thrones. Well, I know the actress <laughs> as Captain Phasma in the Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah. sequel yeah. films. That's my go-to for her. Okay, so we know she looks good in, in, in armour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, that's it. That's it. And do you know what? That's it for TV news. Um, shall we jump into some recommends? What have you got for us? I'm going to recommend a show. I'm not confident how good it is. I'm going to recommend it, even though there's, the first series hasn't officially concluded yet. It's Always risky. <laughs> it is, it is, but I'm confident with this. It's the show Vigil. Have you heard of this one? I have heard of it, yes. The mysterious disappearance of a Scottish fishing trawler and a death on board a Trident nuclear submarine brings the police into conflict with the Navy and British security services. It stars Suzanne Jones, Rosie Leslie and Martin Comston. Now, I've talked about my love of cop shows, specifically British cop shows before on the podcast. and A few times, yeah. <laughs> this is not just another cop show. I mean, this is a cop show set on a submarine. It's excellent. Absolutely excellent. I'm having such a good time watching this all up. It's going to be six episodes. So I think we're a couple of episodes away from the end of the series but yeah it is brilliant i'm having so much fun watching this show and i've recently got binge back which is fun for me and it's airing <laughs> here in australia i think binge and foxtel it's definitely worth watching and it's from the makers of line of duty which i've recommended on the show previously excellent excellent good stuff all right, I've been, I've been, I don't know what I've been doing. I've been so busy. I was like, oh my God, what do I have as a recommend? What if I checked out that we haven't already reviewed or talked about or something like that? Um, and I don't want that to take away from this recommend because I genuinely do like this. Um, but don't get too excited. Um, I'm recommending Rugrats, the new <laughs> 2021 Paramount Plus. Wow. CGI animated Rugrats show, five episodes so far. That's all we've got. Um, I didn't think I was going to like it when we started seeing images of it, but you know what? It's it's cool. And I know last last um, movie show, I, I skipped over recommending this. So I, just, but I was uh, just, um, just going to say, we've had this conversation where you've been telling yeah. me how surprised you were of how much you was enjoying it. Your wife liked it. I think that was off air, though. Um, no, yeah, no, 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 it was last time, but that's okay. But now you've officially recommended it. That was me leading into Rocco's modern laughter. But anyway, yes. Oh, so this show, like, yeah, it's, again, just five episodes so far. But do you know what? They've, they've recaptured that original show. Um, you know, like, it, it's cool. I mean, they've made, some, they've made some changes, some major changes. But do you know what? I think for the most part, those changes work. The funniest thing about it is... They've updated the adult characters to, I guess, be adult characters in the modern 
in the modern day. So whereas the original show, you know, you had, you know, your adult characters just, you know, like the 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 mums would be doing like the wifely things and the, you know, the dads would be, you know, working, doing doing things like just know, working in the workshop or something. But now it's like the dads are playing video games and like, you know, the mums are doing their hobbies and things like that. I don't know. This just seems a lot more relatable. Like the adult characters are more relatable to me now as an adult. It's really weird. But at the same time, I'm still like the, the babies are all voiced by the same voice actors. So it just feels the same. It just feels the same, like the, the same music, but it just looks a little bit different. Um, but yeah, so far, so good. Worth the price of Paramount Plus on that alone. <laughs> Is it? Probably that not. alone. But um, <laughs> but Rock is what a life was still pretty good. I recommended that last time. Uh, nah, there's a few other things on there. But again, we're not here to promote the service. The streaming service I'm here to recommend a little cartoon show i've seen the first couple i think my youngest hey, she was watching it first episode opens with like a it's an extended episode and it opens with a big jurassic park like uh you know homage fantastic man beautiful stuff beautiful stuff <laughs> that's how you win me over that's how you do it just so there we go. Vigil and Rugrats. Next week, probably another cartoon. We'll see how we go. <laughs> I mean, two for two. Rock hole last time. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might lean away from Nickelodeon, though. Let's see what, um, see what Warner Brothers have. That's a tease. For, I've already got something lined up. It just popped in my head. Last time, I recommended a Batman comic. You recommended a Nickelodeon cartoon. <laughs> I'm consistent. I'm consistent. It's all good. It's all good. I've gone for a grown-up <laughs> show this week, though. I'll mix it up next time. Look, do you know what I've been? You know, I'll tell you what we've been doing. We've been we've been watching Dexter. So I mean, I'm, I'm watching adult stuff. We've we've been watching Dexter, and this is the first run I've had of watching the complete series. So that's been taking up my time in in line for the upcoming revival season. That's what I've been doing. I watch adult things, not just cartoons. But <laughs> and, and other things that I'm watching that like, I've recommended previously already, like what we're doing in the yeah, shadows, yeah. loving that from week to week. That's like you've done it, you've done it, yeah. All right. I feel like I've defended myself enough. Let's let's go. Oh no, it's um <laughs> it's up to me to keep this ball rolling. Sorry, I've got some trivia. Let me pull it up when I remember where I put my notes. I figured, look, how often are we gonna talk about twins? Let's let's pull up some trivia about twins. Now, I never know, you know, when you go to IMDb, you're looking through the trivia, you never know any, if any of this is true or if some idiot has just written it up and put it up there. But you know what? Let's assume it's true because I think it's pretty, pretty charming. Um, Universal needed to know that Schwarzenegger and DeVito um, and even Ivan Reitman as well were committed very early because they had a deadline they needed to meet. So um, an impromptu meeting over lunch with some agents ended up with a with a deal being negotiated on a napkin and apparently DeVito actually had this napkin framed again don't know if it's a legitimate story but sounds pretty fun also when it came um, time for early discussions when they were trying to get Danny DeVito on board all they had to do was tell him that Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be his twin brother and DeVito was like, yep, sign me up straight away because he said, this is what he said, 
nobody will believe I am the twin brother to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and you know what? It, it's great to have seen them work together. Did they only do another? They only did Junior together, didn't they? Was that it? Yeah. So twins and Junior, and just yeah. them just being it'd be completely unbelievable that they're brothers. That's the gag. And it carries I mean, the whole film. That's the whole thing. It really that's does. The, thing. <laughs> the Penguin and Mr. Freeze. All oh, the way. of course. Yeah. And then just, just this last little bit of information. Apparently, the original title was going to be The Experiment. Mm, no. Then they went with twins, because I guess that's so much better. <laughs> Leans more into the comedy aspect to it. Yeah, twins. But, yeah, I've always liked that as a title. Yeah. And then, like... On the poster, you've got the two of them standing side by side as like the eyes in the wording. Good stuff. There you Good go. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. All right. That's it. That's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsdewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Die in a Gunfight and Free Guy. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of DC's Injustice. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film's Due. See you soon. Star Wars Day, Star Trek Day, which was also made up of a lot. <laughs> Hang on, I, I recovered. Sorry, I bloody recovered. Oh, you did, you did. <laughs>